0: Being a professional mathematician. Sue Merchant talks about her career in operational research. Well, my name's Sue Merchant, and I'm currently an independent management consultant. And my background is that I did a physics degree, having done maths, further maths and physics at A-level. And when I left University College in London, I went to the Ministry of Defence to become a scientific officer. And my work with the Ministry of Defence was connected with calculating weapon stocks on submarines and looking at upkeep by exchange, which is where engines are exchanged for broken-down engines and ships. And it's necessary to calculate how many stocks of the uh, weapons you need. I worked for the Ministry of Defence for about four and a half years, and during that time I did a part-time MSC in operational research and statistics, And soon after that, I went to work for the Metropolitan Police, where I stayed for the next 28 years. I started off as a scientific officer, a senior scientific officer, and as a management scientist, and worked my my way up to become director of the Consultancy and Information Services Department. My technical role was known as a scientific officer, senior scientific officer, and so on, until I got into management. But we generally called ourselves management scientists, or business analysts. We didn't tend to use words like operational research analyst because it didn't mean anything to anyone in in the police service. So we, we stuck with fairly straightforward terms that we thought people would appreciate what we did and therefore ask us to do some studies for them. I think the skills that have been important to me during my career have been a mixture of understanding maths, knowing how things hang together and the logic that 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 gives you, so that you can see how things hang together. Um, I've used, drawn a lot of diagrams relating one fact to another that helps to understand people's problems, problem structuring methods, if you like, and the logic of the ma- original maths, I think, helps in, in pulling all that together. I think, largely, it's a background in analytical skills, an ability to appreciate the client's problem and empathise with the client, rather than any specific technical skills, although I have just been carrying out um, a short study using um, simulation of a call centre for the charity Crime Stoppers to try and help them optimise their shift patterns. But generally speaking, the, the, the only OR techniques I've, I've used have been things like um, multi-criteria decision analysis and basic statistics I've focused more in my career on solving the problem that the client has, and using a whole variety of uh, business techniques, or thinking, and um, the statistics, to uh, to develop the the solutions. I think mathematicians have a very clear analytical view of the world, which can be an advantage and a disadvantage. Sometimes it's useful to have a little fuzziness around the edge. Um, and be prepared to understand that there aren't always perfect answers to everything. But having an incisive mathematical mind can often cut through a problem and really understand the dimensions of a problem. In terms of showing credentials to clients, I think most of the consultants I've worked with have never really bothered about that very much, apart from being able to show a master's degree or a PhD in a relevant subject. Certainly to get a job, that's all you needed. But when I joined sort of OR, the, the, there weren't any credentials that you could have. So times, I think, are changing a bit now that the OR Society, for example, has got an accreditation scheme and you can put letters off to your name, which is uh, being found to be fairly useful. But generally speaking, it's your track record as a consultant that counts rather than what you can show in terms of accreditation and letters off to your name. Yes, I think these days when there's a lot of competition for jobs, then it can be very useful for for that second step once you've got a first job be able to show you you've you've learned some skills um, in order to progress um, can help you with your second job. The things that have supported me in my professional life have mostly been the operational research society, but I did a um, a course in strategic Management at Ashridge Management College later on, when I became a sort of senior manager, and that was also a very useful source of support for the Ashridge alumni. But the OR Society has been a continuing source of um, assistance in my career. I found the contacts very useful through uh, chairing the heads of operational research groups at one stage. And the training courses have also been fairly valuable. In fact I've just done one on system dynamics, a subject I knew nothing about. It's also been useful in getting me contacts in some of the universities, um, like LSE in Warwick, um, where I act as a tutor to students doing their summer projects. And that the networking is one of the most important things in one's career, I think, which you don't think of when you are at university. In terms of dissemination of my work, I think I've only ever written one paper that's been published, and that was for the OR Insight, which is more of a practitioner journal, um, which doesn't have the same rigorous uh, peer-reviewing. It has peer-reviewing, but not in quite the same way. You're not expected to think of something new in order to uh, write a paper, just show how you apply it in maybe a slightly different way. Normally, with work that I've carried out with um, clients. A lot of it's confidential, so it's often difficult to um, publish outside, but obviously you always write a report for the client. And I have spoken at um, OR Society conferences and uh, the Euro Conference once or twice, talking about the practical application of OR methods in uh, business. I helped to run the Criminal Justice Special Interest Group of the OR Society, and we um, discuss with each other the sorts of work we've done. That's another method of uh, explaining. Usually it's the detail of the project that's the confidential bit. You you can get the client to agree that you can mention their name in references and things, and sometimes they'll even give you a reference, which is nice, but obviously you wouldn't want to give them necessarily all the huge detail of the project, particularly if it's a job for, say, Ministry of Defence or someone. Well, since I became an independent consultant, I've largely worked on my own. Clients like um, Crime Stoppers, uh, the London Fire Brigade, the Association of Train Operating Companies. But recently I've been doing some voluntary consultancy with a colleague of mine who belongs to the same network of independent consultants that I belong to, which is called Jigsaw, and we act as a self-help group. That's another place we disseminate information at, incidentally, I'd forgotten that. We are, have been working as a team and she she has been doing all the technical simulation side of things and I've been reviewing her work and acting as a sort of go-between between her and the client, which has worked quite well. I did one project for um, British Transport Police using a friend of mine who's a much better statistician than I am and I subcontracted some of the stats work to him. But generally speaking, I've worked on my own. I don't think I hit any problems at all in my career until I got to a very senior position. Up till then, we were very much treated as respected scientists, if you like, and nobody mattered what shape, size, gender you were. You, you, you still progressed through, provided your work was good enough. Um, when I got to very senior management then I found that my skills weren't really what they were looking for. They were looking for people in the police service who were strong, forceful, dynamic management, which wasn't really me. I was more of an advisor type of person. Um, I led in a very different way. I mean, I think the departments I ran, ran fairly well, but I wasn't very good at pushing my view forward to others, and that really wasn't what was required. So when we had a big reorganisation, um, I was given a, a redundancy package and set up on my own. When I was working uh, for the Metropolitan Police, I was about the first woman that they'd had there who went off on maternity leave and actually came back again. They presented me with a very nice little mug, sort of saying cheerio, inscribed, um, with great is the mother of science. And obviously never expected to see me again, but a very good friend of mine who was a fairly senior analyst at Barclays Bank, um, she was a mathematician, she decided that she wasn't going to... Fester away at home, she really wanted to get back to work and, and do the things that she found buzzy and got it very well organised and our, our children were about ten days apart and so we used each other as a mutual support team. So that if my nanny was ill, then the, the baby went to hers and vice versa and that worked really very well for a few years. But it is very difficult, I found, being a working mum, especially going to commute so you, you would leave the house at the very latest by sort of half past eight in the morning and you wouldn't be back till after 6.30 at night. And that's a very long day to either put a child in a nursery or to have um, a nanny of some sort. And we hadn't got room to have a nanny living in, so we had a day nanny who came in every morning. Then I used to have to run her home at night because it was getting quite late. When I got more senior, that was even more difficult because the hours are much longer. We compromised when my son was a teenager by... Um, sending him to a weekly boarding school. That worked very well because we didn't have any homework squalls <laughs> and he enjoyed it being an only child. That uh, She managed very well, my, my friend so, in, in Barclays, and uh, had two children and uh, coped with that brilliantly. But you do need to be terribly well organized. When I came back from maternity leave, a police colleague had also produced an infant and we had been astonished by the lack of information available to those of us who'd who gone off on, on what facilities might be available. And we both joined the Working Mums Group of the National Childbirth Trust, who had a very useful handbook on how to handle childcare. And we tried to persuade the personnel department, HR department as it is today, to hand out these leaflets to or tell them tell, them where they, tell the members of staff where the leaflets were when they went off on maternity leave. And the personnel department, the chap I knew actually came back to me on the phone and said, "Certainly not." Regarding role models, th- th- there were no female role models. Um, I've got a wonderful photograph somewhere that shows all the Metropolitan Police senior officers um, stretching out about as far as you can see, and there's about three women dotted about. And in most of it, dated about nineteen seventy-five or something. You know, it's a, there weren't any role models to follow. In, in following female line that is, but I had some very good uh, scientists who I worked to and uh, they taught me an awful lot about how to do things. Um, the chap I shared an office with at the Ministry of Defence was most helpful and very avuncular because he was in his 50s and I was 21, you know, <laughs> he was most helpful in explaining to me very kindly about all the techniques they used and complicated distributions like fiber distributions and things that I had no previous knowledge of. I did have some role models outside work in the Operational Research Society, for example. Valerie Belton, Professor Valerie Belton from Strathclyde University, uh, became president of the OR Society. So when I was approached about that a few years later, I, I thought um, that she, she'd done it very well and was a, certainly a I, I would like to follow in her steps and copy how, how she tackled the role. It was very good. This recording was created for the project Being a Professional Mathematician, supported by the MSOR Network, the Institute of Mathematics and its Applications, and the Universities of Greenwich and Birmingham, as part of the National HE STEM Programme. It is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Sharealike Licence.